this is Stupid, Stupid Genius. This is not a good start. No, but we're, we're running with it. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I've actually had a really genius week, but we'll come to that. Okay, yeah. Hold it, hold it. People um, don't care about the genius, let's <laughs> be honest. People want to know that we're doing stupid stuff. I know. Well, tough, because that's all I've got for you. Oh, really? Yeah, go on. You kick us off with the stupid. Um, I am putting together my... I... <laughs> I put it to give my CV and um, did not take Molly's advice, like, ever. I swear, I need to just listen to you because every time you be like, oh, put, put it on a CV. Also, my mum said every time I got, like, did an award or a, did an award, I did an award <laughs> or did a conference or got an award or something like that. She was like, oh, make sure you're putting it on your CV. And he's like, no, I know better. Same with Finn. And I was just like, fuck off. Don't tell me what to do. And then you've had a nightmare putting it together. Honestly, it took me like a whole day of like, like focus work of just. Yeah. Pulling stuff. Pulling stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's looking so good though. I must admit reading through it really made me think about mine because I thought I'd kept on top of mine and I have compared to yours. (laughs) Yeah. But mine was empty and yours was full. (laughs) But there was still quite a lot of missing stuff, which I just hadn't realised. So it was, it was actually a really useful exercise for me going through yours because it made me really think you know, about mine. And we are going to do an episode on it, aren't we? Yes. I think it's a really valuable thing to talk about because no one tells you how to write an academic CV because they're so different to normal CVs. Well, yeah, because I'm obviously starting to look for jobs and I was like, all right, now I'm going to pull together a normal CV. And I was like, oh no, like it's completely different. Yeah. You have to, it is completely different. And well, it's, it's more like listing stuff, isn't it? Well, than... do you know what? Let's just save it for the episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, it's a massive stupid because I just yeah it's it's been a nightmare and I've definitely Vin's like what about this you've forgotten about this I'm like fuck Ugh. you think you're gonna remember that you really think you're gonna remember like you were so excited to do that thing or you were so excited to get that thing you know I will remember you won't no. you really won't three years is a long time that's so good you have a Vin that listens to you and can help you remember yes yeah and Vin's like I swear you've got <laughs> he's so like lovely he's like I swear you've got more rewards than oh. that and I'm like I don't think I have but thanks <laughs> No, I just I just talk about them so much. It makes it sound like this. Yeah. It's like constant with research, isn't it? You're like, oh, I do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. He's like, you're constantly doing stuff. So like, I feel like you should have longer awards. I'm like, no, I've only got... I like, mean, there's, there's, there's a fair few on there. Right, but he thinks I've got like 10 pages <laughs> worth or something, which is cute, which is nice. It but, is. Um, but yeah, so I probably have forgotten stuff. Like I know I have, but oh. I think it's good enough. You know, like oh it's, yeah, I mean it, it's an amazing. It's CV. an impressive. I was quite happy actually. Yeah. That should be a genius, but like actually, it's the most boring task ever putting together a CV. I agree, but I actually wanted to like, tear out my eyes. But I was like, whoa, I've done a lot. Yeah, I quite like doing administrative tasks sometimes. You know, when you need a break from heavy thinking yeah. work. In a way, it's like nice in a monotonous way. Yeah, because I just have written my discussion, which was yeah. heavy, and now it's like, oh, okay, pull them together. Also, looking at your CV, I was like. Jesus Christ, I haven't done that much. And then being like, oh, wait. You have. I have. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus, Molly, I was sending you that voice note. Like, you've presented shit tons. I know, and then I realised it's not all on there either. Yeah, no, neither is mine. But I was like, but I was like, oh, I have to be selective because... Oh, no, I'm putting it all on. I just really forgot. Yeah, for sure. And I then it's like nine pages stuff. long. Yeah. Is that just academic CV? Let's save, we'll save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it for the CV episode. Sorry, guys. That's a little teaser into it. I'm sure you all really want to listen now. Go on, what's your stupid? Um, so my stupid, I'm going to do that really annoying thing. You know when you're in a job interview and they ask you what your weaknesses are? No, and you're going to say too punctual And you turn it into a stretch. Shut up. I'm about to do that. I'm really sorry. But it was... <laughs> Can we not? I don't want to hear it. It was stupid in the sense of... 
I did what we promised we wouldn't do. And I checked my emails with my head on the pillow at like 11 o'clock at night, going to sleep. That's a stupid. No, that is my stupid. Okay, yeah. No, but what what came out of it was... (laughs) I don't care. I don't care about your genius. (laughs) Because, no, that's not actually my genius. I'm just, it's a way to squirrel in another genius. (laughs) um, No, I don't want to hear it. You're an idiot for checking your... Can I say that? Idiot's actually quite harsh. Stupid sounds like lighthearted. Idiot sounds really like... Idiot's me. Yeah. Um, No, because I was checking, and this is what Mm -hmm. we said the other day, I was checking my Outlook calendar for the next day. And obviously you can't really do that without opening your emails. And I saw an email from this professor in New York. New York, New baby. York. Do you remember I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that I was sending um, that abstract for a special issue to yeah. a professor in New York that I met told in Seattle? me, Ched. And Ched and the listeners. And you guys. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, he got back to me with feedback which Stop has been it. so helpful and you know I think it sounds pretty positive one of the quotes was this sounds very interesting and promising <gasps> I know I mean that's some that's yeah. something and he's like as I, I sort of said in that episode he's the person I reference the most he's like a big cheese no way I know Seriously. and did you look at that at 11 o'clock at night and the reviews because I know what you're like you would have got his email you would have seen it and you would have gone I need to now look and look at the comments I went and got my laptop fuck sake (laughs) at what time it was quite late late for you as well 11 yeah but luckily it wasn't really if it had been really negative it would have been even more of a stupid but it is a stupid because I couldn't sleep because I was thinking yeah so excited and you're like oh what should I do with it yeah 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 yeah. so it was stupid thank you yeah (laughs) no genius That was uh, that's actually well cool. Honestly, well cool. My my geniuses are good this week. But go on, you go. Um, we have a collective genius. We do. Yeah, we do. Do we? Our phone time, our screen time is down. It is. Yeah, quite considerably. Mine's in the three hour range now. Nice. Mine's four hour. Mine's gone down. Wait, mine was five hours and thirty five minutes, right? I don't know. I think so. And now it's four hours and thirty five minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Mine had gone down like twenty percent, something like that. An hour. An- Oh. An hour you've got back for your life. No, I'm actually seven hours because that's daily. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, but my actual genius is, I mean, uh, I mean, hasn't happened yet. And it's it's very like loose, loosey-goosey, but I'm going to cling on to it yeah, as a genius. It. You've got to celebrate anything you, Absolutely. you get. Absolutely. Um, I've got asked to submit a paper to a really good journal that I'm not going to say. Um, and... Um, there's why you not say <laughs> because, oh, because I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not gonna say I can't remember the top secret I didn't write it down at the time <laughs> and it was a very brief conversation so when you say I'm not gonna say means which I can't say because I don't remember <laughs> because I don't remember okay um yeah I came up and said um can you write this paper that <gasps> you know we want you to submit something and um there's usually fees but we've wavered it <gasps> Whoa! I know, exciting. Emily. I know. That's amazing, isn't it? But it, you know, submissions in June. I haven't even analysed the data, so Is we'll this see. From your PhD, mm. yes. So I said, well, like when my my supervisor came up to me and talked to me about it, and I was like, well, hopefully I will have a thesis chapter by then, yeah. so we can just turn that into a paper. So did they come up to you physically in person? Did you get an email? Um came up to me physically in person where was that then just at uni just bumped into them oh so do they work at our uni well it's through my supervisor so my supervisor came and said i've got some exciting news someone wants to someone wants to um have a have a publication and they want it to be about this which is your work um yeah 
That is so exciting. Yeah. Just shows, doesn't it? Like when supervisors advocate for you, it does make such a difference. Like, yeah. You know, because yeah my soup my yeah it was a really lovely bump into as well because we haven't really met recently um because we've been sort of paths crossing and um yeah it was really lovely he told me about that and then he told me about like he went to i sent him um, a neurodivergency sort of training course for to how to work do you remember i said yes. yeah, yeah um and he went yeah and he said he learned really well and he said you're like he it was really lovely he was like I don't know. How do you do it? Like you're, it's really impressive where you've got to. That's so with nice your challenges. for him to actually acknowledge that. And yeah. Because you know, he's not, well, not that he's not been supportive, he has, but your working styles have not always super meshed, have they? No. And so for him to acknowledge that and sorry, yeah. if anyone couldn't hear, I'll be meowing in the background. Um, yeah. So that's so good. And that's Sunday. so exciting about the publication. Shit, to actually be asked as well. So I wonder if, um, yeah, you'll have to... This is a conversation for another day. And I yeah. do think... I know we're always planting seeds like this, but I do think we should do an episode on like the ethics of publication because authorship and that sort of mm. thing, you're going to have to navigate that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like didn't even know that you had to pay fees to get published. Like, that's well, a little... I, you don't. With if a lot it, of journals. With a lot of journals. But if it's like open access or something like that, usually yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that. And I was like, what? You have to pay to get your stuff published? What the it's fuck? actually crazy. So what's your genius, your second genius? Because this is just ridiculous. Well, I've actually Molly, got... stop being so good and making us all feel bad. Hey, I've, I've had a good week. Hey, don't be a tall puppy. Yeah, <laughs> Don't fuck be off. a tall puppy. Cut I've off. had one good week. <laughs> um, no, so I've got a couple of geniuses that I wanted to share. Because firstly, I've had a book chapter accepted, approved for publication. No way. Which I'm really excited about. And that That's was only so with one round of revisions. That's so yeah, so I did mention this as a genius. And do you know what? This is what I love about doing this podcast is like we set these geniuses when, like now, you've mm-hmm. just been asked to do this thing and that's the genius. And then in like a few months' time, your genius will be that you've done it. And I just think yeah. it's so nice. Like, to have that all, like yeah. come to fruition. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, probably only about a month, maybe six weeks ago, this really eminent professor approached me and this other colleague from Oxford Brooks and asked us to write a book chapter. Um, and we obviously said, yeah, because of who he is, to be honest. Yeah. That is honestly why we said yes. Oh, really? And also it is like a good opportunity. It seemed like it would be quite easy to write. Anyway, yeah, he's just approved it and it's been accepted. He said there might be some minor tweaks from the, the editor of the book, but in his eyes, it's accepted. That's so good. Yeah. And he said it's a great chapter. So I was that's so good. About that. And I'm first author on that. So Molly, that's, that's so exciting. Yeah. And then my other one as well was I got invited to especially because i know that's been like just like a project that you've just been drilling away at really yeah really made sure it's up to standard well i mean it's only small like a book chapter it's only like three thousand words but you want it to be the best it can be see that's small to you to me a a whole paper is three thousand words yeah true you know really yeah i don't know why i'm saying true i didn't know that a paper for us is between eight and twelve thousand mad Whoa. Yeah, mine's like probably like 3,000 to 5,000. My God, that's yeah. so mad, isn't it? You've got to be um, so like, yeah, so like that's, <laughs> I remember like, oh my God, 3,000 words. Yeah, but I just I wrote it with someone. Yeah. But I did do a lot of the editing. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, my other genius is I got invited by my faculty to be... Stop Liverpool it. or Manchester, yeah. 
No, oh, I want to go. go. Do you want to go? Yeah, I reckon Lloyd. I was about to say, I reckon Lloyd. Anyway, my faculty asked me to be um, a keynote speaker for their doctoral conference. I saw that How on fun. your CV and I thought, fuck off. Yeah. I'm friends of a keynote speaker. I know. And they also asked me to be a judge for the presentations. That's exciting. Judging is. Burren. <laughs> Do you know what? I have never ever paid so much attention at a conference in my goddamn life. Yeah. Literally every single presentation I was like this, like eagle eyes, you know, listening in because there was so many. There was about 20. And they're all amazing. They were all so I, good. I found it so hard to judge. I was like, everyone's amazing. Everyone's project yeah, and you should think, win. Who the hell am I? Yeah. yeah. To judge. Do you know what I, mean? I was like judging like seven for like, I don't know, just like something small. And I'd be like, oh my God, Emily, like you don't even do that. Yeah. Like, she paused. Yeah. For, like too much. <laughs> no, to be fair, she looked I, at her notes. <laughs> I do think I was a fair judge. And it, we weren't judging on like the project. We were judging on like the way it was presented, what was included, you know, rather than like whether yeah. I thought it was an interesting project. That's, yeah, 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 that's cool. But that's, it was yeah. really fun. So you did it. Wait, did you do the keynote? Yeah. Oh, you've done it? Yeah. What the hell? When? Last week. No way. Yeah. How did it go? Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prepare really. It was very much like a sort of dynamic one. <laughs> Bit of presentation, like, like lots of yeah. Q&A. Yeah, that'd be like our... Um... I'm hoping, like, the casual conference. <laughs> yes, which is tomorrow. Mad. So, guys, if you're in, like, the Liverpool Northwest region, the casual conference is taking place tomorrow, so Thursday, um, the 14th. It's at LJMU. It's a free event. Is that the Student Life Building? Yeah. So... If you, are, if you do want to just hang around the area, yeah. you might see us. Just come and say hello. Because you don't actually need to be a PhD student either to go. They're saying that like masters are welcome yeah. and just people who are interested. I, was, I said like, Min, do you want to come? Oh yeah, that would... Do you come see us? That would be so fun. I was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, you you are at work. Yeah, so. okay. He has a job. Yeah, he does have a job. But we got, we got bumped into... Sorry, we're going on such a tangent and we should get onto the main ramble, but... I got, I was um, out in town in Liverpool and I got, ran up to and said, someone said, hey, oh, are yeah. you, is, you're Emily, I, I, love, I love your podcast, I listen to your podcast, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, and I was with some friends as well and they were like, that's mad, I, was oh like, I looked so cool. Did you feel like Angelina Jolie? For I you? did, I really did, I so, was like, I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> if you're listening, Do you want James? me to sign it? <laughs> Hello, James. Hi, James. It was lovely meeting you and like anyone, like we're, we're always happy to say hi and um i don't know it it make it's nice it scares me every time when someone actually says they listen to it i'm like what the why i know well the other day i realized that like 200 of my personal instagram followers also follows on stupid genius which gives me severe anxiety because i always just think our instagram followers are like you know people that we now know through instagram but not people we know know yeah well I was like, yeah, I was at Climb yesterday and like one of my best friend, mates was like, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I just like, like, oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. I thought, fuck off, you follow that. Like, that's so embarrassing. Even though she's my best friend, I don't care like what she thinks of me. But even so, I'm like, oh my God. What are you talking about? We're so cool on Instagram. Yeah. Everyone true. says that. Everyone's just like, wow, they're so cool on Instagram. So cool. Like, that's all I hear people hey, say. Geniuses. <laughs> like, Hi, geniuses. Hi, geniuses. It's all I have to hear again and again. Do you know what? Let's stop stating ourselves all right, and yeah. let's go on to the ramble. Let's go. Today, we're talking all about preparing for the winter break. And this was something that 
I definitely wanted to talk about because I actually attended um, a webinar. I say that I actually hosted a webinar the other day that was talking about this. Topic. So you had to attend. <laughs> I actually thought of the title and I actually wrote the blur. <laughs> I attended. I created. So then I thought, do you know what? That's actually such an important topic to talk about on the podcast because yeah. it was such a fruitful discussion on the webinar that we had. Yeah. And um, it just got me thinking like all PhDs should be thinking about this because I think the last like two years like going into Christmas and you know going into that holiday period I really didn't think about any of the things we're about to talk about today I didn't prep like I would and then I'd come back on January with no fucking clue to where to start and I'm so out of it and well we talked about it like we've nearly been doing this for a year that's mad this podcast but we talked about it on like in Feb about taking a break and how it's easy for us to like take a break I love taking a break (laughs) But what's hard is jumping back into it. Yeah. So this, hopefully, can help us prep. I hope so, because I think even though it can be exciting, the thought of having a break, you know, it can be stressful because you might worry about actually how you're going to step away from your work, like Mm -hmm. what that will look like, how you'll even do it. Like you said, what it's going to look like when you return. So I just think it's really important that we actually proactively prepare to break over yeah. Christmas particularly I think it's you know can be a very busy time of year and yeah just making sure that we actually have the best time away as possible one that's restful but also potentially productive if you want it to be yeah and exactly just, yeah going into it with an organized mind and a nice like you know everything's you know nice not I guess you can't tie any neat bow on it um, on everything but at least you know like where everything's sort of lying and stopped and you're not lying in bed at night going fuck I should have done that fuck I should have done this exactly and I think um, that's probably one of the you're first... probably not as potty mouthed as me <laughs> so you're probably thinking I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done this they probably are yeah um, but yeah I think that is a good place to start actually in terms of you know getting organised and what that looks like so for you Em like is there anything that you would do first off to get yourself organised to take a break over Christmas so I'd like to think I get really organised. Or should I say what you're going to do this yes, year? Yeah, yeah, um, But the thing I, I... I've talked about it before, but I like to leave a um, to-do list sort of thing um, for when I return. And I say this as well. I like to read... I, I like to leave myself almost like a little journal um, note for yeah. myself. I feel like, okay, you've got up to here, you've done this and you've done that just so I can sort of immerse myself back into it. But creating this to-do list of what you need to do at the time is so important for when you go back and you go, wait, shit, what was I... I know I've got this, this, and this to do, but what was I... What was the, like, immediate things that I needed to do? Yeah, and you just check your to-do list and you're like, ah, oh, that. Yeah, because when you're in it, a bit like writing the CV, when you're in it, you think, well, there's no way I'm going to forget this. There's no way right. I'm going to forget where I'm up to. But two weeks off, you absolutely will, yeah. won't you? So being able to just jump straight back in to the point when I think I've mentioned it on a very early episode that like if you're at any sort of writing stage, which in my opinion, we should write throughout our PhD. Yeah, so I, we all will be. I honestly, this is stupid of mine. I wish I wrote throughout the whole of my PhD. I'm coming up to the end and I'm just like ma- manically writing and it's not good. It's not as fun, is no. it? So where, whatever stage you're at, you know, if you are doing some sort of writing, I literally leave um, sentences sort of half written, you know, like a sentence starter to remind yeah. myself, okay, that is literally what I was going to write next. Yes. Because otherwise you come back, if you, if you 
sort of finish at the end Ugh, I mean there's two ways of thinking about it for some people that would be hell on earth mm-hmm. the thought of leaving it quote unquote unfinished yeah I would not know <laughs> whereas some people would rather have the se- have the section finished but you know thinking about tying up those loose ends and you sort of already alluded to it with a PhD you can never finish until you're finished right there's always going to be something unfinished yeah. so it's deciding for you whether tying up a loose end in writing is finishing a section mm-hmm. finishing a chapter finishing a paragraph decide what that looks like for you yeah so just i don't know like going for the chapter i will i leave in a sentence half finished my hell but what i will do is maybe write out a, a rough plan of what i want next exactly a few and, then, points. and then link in something that i've read that i think will like spark thought for the next you know discussion or whatever yeah you're gonna write about Definitely. And, you know, you can tie up loose ends in other ways as well. So like, for example, this book chapter, I've got another book chapter that I'm a co-author on, but I'm like fourth author. So it's not as much of a responsibility, but you know, that isn't due to the 4th of January. I have set myself the deadline of getting that done next week because I don't want to take that over the Christmas break, you know, so you might be able to tie up loose ends in terms of that, like getting little projects Mm. done. Yeah. Even though you can't get your whole PhD done. Exactly. So, hey, Albie. <laughs> um, you heard that? It's a little meow. I love that. Um, you're a little bit of a email um, elf I'm going to use because it's around Christmas. What? You are so on it with your emails, right? Um, what do you do for... Because you like, you hate it when it, there's emails in your... Um, Inbox. Inbox. I have to. What do you What do you do for the Christmas period? So you know you have like the the list of emails, Uh and then you have the preview on the right, and well, that's how I have it. Or even if you just have the list of emails, I have to be able to see white at the bottom. Like I can't have the whole. You you would hate my emails. Like oh no, I do hate your emails because I I regret not putting them into like um because you can you can folder your emails, can't you? Oh, I have like twenty. I have probably like 50 folders. Right? And I wish I did that because I just have a long list of emails. No, you don't. Yeah, no, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't, yeah, I do. I'll show you. Oh my God. So in my inbox right now, well, you know, since we've been recording, there's probably more coming. But before we started recording, I probably have like five emails in my main inbox. And then what I do, if it's like a Friday, end of the day, I address all of my emails. Or I often do it on the train, yeah. you know, like at the end or the start of the day. And I will reply to it if it needs replying or I'll just sort it, you know, mm-hmm. into a folder. Um, but that is something that like we all have to do before the Christmas break. I don't care what sort of a worker you are. Sort out your emails before you go. Reply to any outside yes. emails. Set an out of office. I know that seems obvious, but some people don't do it. No, I don't think I did it the first time round. And I and I was like, oh, happy birthday, mommy. <laughs> what? Why are people still listening to me? <laughs> and what is me crying? And you, you can be very explicit on that email. You can say like any email sent during this time, um, not only put that they I won't be replied to, but as in like resend them in the... Oh, really? Yeah. So this is something that in that webinar I mentioned before, um, it was really interesting getting like the different attendees' views on this because yeah. one person was saying that if their out of office is on, any email that gets sent to them is automatically deleted. <gasps> yeah, and they have a thing that says resend. And then their their thought is if it's not important, they won't resend it. I'm not inclined to feel like that's... I don't like do. that, yeah. But, you know, saying something like... It's adding to the Christmas cheer. (laughs) 
I don't. We don't know if you're going to be able to hear that or not, but Albie is playing with a very jingly toy. He is. I'll be my youngest little cat in case anyone's My not, youngest. No, my youngest baby. My youngest baby. Baby. Um, but yeah, so there's different ways of dealing with your emails. I'm more inclined to say just put an out of office on that says I am not going to be monitoring my emails between this time and this time. Mm-hmm. So don't expect to reply from me. Yes. But just empty your inbox empty it before you go because yeah. when you come back in January I'm telling you well we all know this there is nothing worse than the sinking feeling of opening your emails and there being hundreds yeah you're going to have a few that come in over Christmas but mm. not really opening them up and seeing the same flagged email that you've had flagged like for like three months do you know what I mean I know my email system's shocking and it's something I want to work on in my um in the new year maybe it'll be my new year's resolution but I if I want to reply to an email I leave it unread and I don't flag anything and so if I have like two unread emails that means I have to reply to those emails that makes me really angry it makes me so angry as well because it means I miss emails I like I actively because I accidentally click on them why don't you flag them I don't know I don't know. It's, it's a thing I need to... Anyway, it's, 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 a, it's a me issue and I get it and I need to work on it. Um, and I just didn't know how to work my emails, if I'm honest. No, I mean, Outlook does... It is, you know, you have to get used to it. It does have quite a lot of good features and stuff that you can It does. Use. And like after seeing you use your emails and Ben use my, his emails, I was like, oh, I'm using them all wrong. I didn't know you could flag. I didn't know you could group. Yeah. I didn't know you could... Mad. Anyway. Well, so yeah, yeah, so type your emails and set an out office like such good advice I think the other thing as well that I would recommend tidying up which again maybe just because I'm a complete control freak I like to have this tidy anyway but your web browser you know don't leave it with 50 Chrome tabs open. Either decide whether or not you need those tabs or bookmark them. Mm. Like you can bookmark in in like group. You know, you can have a folder yeah. of bookmarks that then has all those bookmarks in it. So say if like you are working on a project and you have 10 tabs open for that project, we'll just bookmark them all into one bookmark. Yeah. You know, or like, so I recently was around my discussion and there was a load of papers that I didn't use, but I knew would be useful for my introduction um my main like literature review so what I did was not bookmark them but I just created a folder um in Zotero in whatever referencing system you're using filed them all into there and then I could exit them off because before I'd be like where am I gonna put them I need them and I'd keep them up there and they'd piss me off and it's stressful because then like when you're working on other stuff it's hard to see through the chaos isn't it yeah um and I think like coming back in January and opening up your crow you know I know it sounds cliche about having a fresh start, but I don't want to be like trudging up, you know, work that I had going in December. You want to just start afresh, don't you? So I think they're just some like small tips about how to get organized. It's not rocket science, but I think it's just things that we sometimes don't think about or we don't uh, we don't allocate time to think about. Yeah. This stuff you need a day really for all the stuff we're talking about in a way, don't you? Yeah, that's that. That's like the the last day of work. This is what you do. I mean, um, apart from if you're doing like proposals and your time, you know what you said about um, that thing that's due on the fourth. That's not a, you can't do that on the last day. But make sure that that's coming up and you're like, okay, wrap this up. Wrap this oh up. yeah, well I am. I'm going to do it literally like on the 18th and oh, get yeah. that done. Yeah. yeah. So I think you can leave that last you, day you, for this sort of stuff. Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> like segue into um, deciding on your boundaries. Are you um, stopping work on the 18th? No, the 22nd. Okay. But that's just the day I've allocated to do that. Ah, uh, okay. I've put it in my calendar that on that day I'm doing that. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got marking. My students' deadline for their assignments is the 19th. <sighs> <laughs> so okay. I'll be marking. Yeah. I think this is like an important one is to... We, we're we obviously talking like... We, we know we've both taken time off. 
Um, but I guess decide whether you want to work over the break um, or not and how much break you want to take off um, and set that and don't waver it. Don't be like, oh, but today I might do... I think like it's important to set yourself these boundaries. I don't know. How do you feel? Absolutely. I think it's one of the most important things, setting boundaries, because like, you know, if you decide, if you're a bit sort of like... Um, on the fence about whether or not you're going to work it takes you one afternoon to sort of open your emails or getting started on something that the next thing you know it's seeped into your whole break you've ended up going down a rabbit hole of different tasks you know whereas if you have that boundary of like no I am not working at all or yes I'm going to work for an afternoon on the 28th or do you know what I mean like very specific boundaries yeah because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna set yourself loopy like I know there's been times where I've been like I'm gonna bring my laptop just in case I work and then I just feel guilty for not working when I when realistically if I looked at it I know I'm not going to work like there was um skiing holiday I've mentioned it before I remember this and you were going to take your laptop I was going to take my laptop because I was I had so much work to do and I was like oh I could work in the in you know in the mornings or th- I thought I'd gonna have time and I guess I could have but I probably wouldn't have done any work and by bringing my laptop and saying that I might do some work I then would have felt guilty for not doing work yes rather than just going I'm taking the week off because I deserve a week off because everyone deserves a bloody week off or holiday or break. No matter how little or much work you've done, like you still need that break. Maybe more so than ever if you're not getting any work done because yeah. maybe you need that break. And that meant that I was like recharged and I came back into it with the, with like, oh, okay, pick up my laptop, not like carrying it around everywhere with me with that guilt hanging over totally. my like fucking cloud going... Or like devil on your shoulder, like you should be doing work, you should be doing yeah. work. It's like, no, I'm on holiday. I mean, the PhD sits like a monkey on your back anyway, anyway doesn't yeah. it? Without that, anyway. And I just think also, you know, that skiing trip was what, like a year ago almost. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, like, now, is your PhD any further behind no. by not having done work that week? Is it hell? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, the impact that we can get, the positive impact we can get from taking a break over Christmas, I think, outweighs the work you would do during that time. 100% because you're gonna be looking at other people and you're gonna think oh why am I working and you're gonna be feeling sluggish and probably slow I mean maybe maybe you, that's the time that you can get the most work done yeah and that's for you and but but I guess making it clear what your boundaries are and, and you know defining what? when you're gonna work and when you're not because otherwise you're just it's all gonna merge into one and we talk about it all the time with setting a work routine and our brains are fucking dumb. <laughs> if we give ourselves, I could, you know, if I gave myself an hour to get ready in the morning, I could feel that. If I give myself 10 minutes, I can feel that. And I can do the exact same thing in an hour, in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we I all know, know my routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Half like, an hour later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, say if I was doing, yeah, or a task like emails, I could do probably emails for an hour or do the same amount of emails in half an hour. Yeah. I don't know, like... Because you're being more efficient. But I do think, you know, you've hit the nail on the head by saying that this isn't going to apply to everyone and it's important that the boundary is specific to you because maybe you know that actually having half a day over the holidays to spend writing something that you're actually quite passionate about maybe it's a proposal for something or you know I don't know something that you want to do might make you feel really good but just define that boundary so that you don't get stuck into doing work that you didn't plan on doing I think that's what we're trying to say yeah exactly so like I wish I could take the 22nd off to the second but I'm actually going to work in, in the middle of that because right. I'm coming up to submission and right. I just need to do a bit of work. So what are your boundaries then? So my boundaries are the 22nd to the 
to the 28th. 29th, I work. Mm, shit, wait. Yeah, wait. When's, yeah, I drive back on the, t- so 20, <laughs> 28th and 29th, I'm working. Yeah. And then I'm going to take the 30th and the 1st off, and then I'm working back on the 2nd. Right. So, so you'll be doing what, like two days of work over the whole holiday? Two days of work over the whole holiday. I mean, like, I made it sound dramatic, like, oh, we'll be working, but yeah, two days. I did, um, did. Just to, just to tie up some stuff that I need to tie up. Uh, and that that's my boundaries empowering you know knowing that you're on top of it in that way and- yeah exactly because I'm going back um, I'm travelling back to Liverpool on my own and I won't have any distractions like Finn won't be of me it'll just be the cat actually won't be of me um, so I'll just be like in my own little bubble that I can do that but if it comes to it and I think well actually yeah I'm not feeling it and I don't feel rested because who does over the Christmas holidays? I might want to take those two days by myself just to be like, oh. yeah. So be reflective and you know be adapting to yes. the situation. I suppose if it's been a rough Christmas, maybe you have had you know family issues, or we know Christmas can be a difficult time. Then yeah, change your plan. Change your plan <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, but because I'm working on that day, um, and maybe I get a chapter going, will I be sending it to my supervisor? Probably not. I probably will Well, do you know what? That actually takes us on very nicely to the next thing that I wanted to talk about because, no, you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. the answer yeah. to that because um, signaling is so, so important over the Christmas break. I love that we found a word for it as well. Yeah. Thank you so much to my supervisor, Claire, for providing that yes. word. Um, but yeah, the signaling, and it works both ways, doesn't it? So I think thinking about it in terms of like how we are signaled to Mm -hmm. and how important that is because I think over the holidays you might start to feel this pressure to be sort of present maybe it's like societal pressure Instagram even you know like amazing PhD creators that look like they're doing shit all the time Um, or (laughs) not us us. (laughs) or maybe um, I don't know maybe it's your supervisor signaling and when we say signaling I mean like you know dropping you an email on Christmas Eve or whatever it might be or sending you feedback on a chapter on the 20th or or even just saying like oh I'll be doing that over the weekend or I'll I'll, you you know I don't know like it's it's a way of I've I've talked actually about it with my friend um, and she works in accounting actually and she was saying that someone would used to send her like her boss used to send her like is anyone else working um late tonight or is anyone else working this weekend like almost to be like proud of themselves that they're working late and also signaling to be like you, you should, should be. be yeah and do you know what actually this other book chapter i'm working on you know the one i said i was the th- yeah. fourth author on um the first two authors have repeatedly said that they're going to be working on the chapter over christmas <gasps> yeah and then the third author who is one of my supervisors um, who you, I, I mean, you all know. I think she's an absolute legend because she is an absolute legend. She has said in about about three times, I love it, twice in a meeting that we were in, and once over email, that um, she would not be available to answer any questions, have any discussions, or do any work after the a certain date in December. Yeah. I think it was like the fifteenth because she's going away. Nice, and that is positive signaling, I think. Yes, because she has made it so clear. To them, like, look, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's on but you. But I'm not. Yeah. And I think explicitly signaling your boundaries to your colleagues and supervisors is so important. And start a week or two before the break. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I'm going to start doing that next week. You know, drop it into conversation. Mention it in an email. Oh, yeah, it's great that we're doing this now because I'm actually going to be off from the 18th of December. Yes. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, 
it can be quite subtle, but I think you need to be explicit with it and say, oh, you know, but yeah, that'd be great if we had a meeting on the 19th, actually, because I'm going to be um, out of office from the 22nd. Yeah. And just be super clear, super about, clear it. about it. And I won't be back until x day yeah yeah it's you're not gonna get penalized for it you're not gonna get like marked with an x going oh they're not hard working it's it's a ridiculous expectation to for anyone to apply to you yeah or if they even, want to do that that's fair yeah, or even for you to apply to yourself because sometimes no one's explicitly saying it but i think that's what's this like signaling is so subconscious and so like yeah micro like micro signaling where you then start applying it and no one's gonna care like no, and you're not going to get that. You're not going to get. A, I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting, but your supervisors aren't going to like you less or more. No, because you're working over Christmas. And if anything, like you know, we are the next generation of researchers. As PhD students or early career academics, we can change mm-hmm. what is expected of people. Yeah. You know, it's with us now. It's with our generation. What whatever age you are, but at the stage that we're at. We can make these changes. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the people that professors now, they have to deal with this shit. Uh-huh. We don't. Like, we can make We really change. don't. And, like, a, a work... Everyone talks about a work-life balance that's so hard to get. But realistically, why... I mean, it depends on why you're here on, on this planet, not to get all like... <laughs> but for me, it's, it's not to work my butt off. It's not to be working 24-7. But it's to, like, spend time with my friends to yeah. get these experiences elsewhere. And luckily, I enjoy my job. But I don't want that to consume my whole life. No, absolutely me neither. So set these like boundaries and don't signal to be like, I'm gonna work if, if you are working late, just work late. And don't also, have to say it. That like thinking about what you said before, which I know you you weren't actually meaning it, but in terms of sending the chapters mm. to the supervisor, you know, don't signal back the other way. Don't email your supervisor. Yes. It's not fair on them. And what you can do, which I actually don't do this, but someone on that webinar told schedule. me, schedule, yeah. schedule your emails. Have you, do you want me to show you how to do it? Definitely show me, definitely show me. Because it's one of those that like, if I need to, it might be eight o'clock at night, but if I need to, maybe that's the only time I have to sort through all my emails. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to just send them off, you know, bash them out. Yeah. But yeah, being able to schedule it, that means it's not coming up on that person's inbox and they're feeling like, oh God, Molly's working. Uh, well, you know what I am... Um... I this is really toxic actually. I watched a video once when I was like once in my life. I watched a video <laughs> one time in my life. My screen time is so good. Yeah, I only ever watched one, one video. Um, first year PH like PhD student. I watched this video about um how to you know get on the good side of your supervisors, and their advice was to schedule a um email for like 11 o'clock so it looks like you're working till 11 shit that is the most toxic shit i've ever right i did that what i took the advice no be careful who you're taking the advice from basically and ask yourself like why are you doing that um i guess reflect back on yourself and if if you are feeling proud of yourself for working late which i have done and i still do ask yourself why and why are you feeling so proud about yourself because it's not health. It, well, it's not healthy to work what fifteen hours a day. Of course, it's not. No. So I guess yeah. And I mean, it's not helpful for anyone. The no. only people that benefit are probably the people right at the top who are all grinding away for. <laughs> Literally, we're like churning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess that kind of leads on to like comparison and comparison because comparison, comparison and comparison. comparison. Wow, <laughs> what's comparison and comparison? Wow, <laughs> because I think we often compare ourselves to oh my god that i mean that's what signaling does right it it allows you to compare oh that person's working late i need to work late 
And we all we always talk about comparison and how it's a thief of joy. That yeah. classic saying. Do you know what I wish we need to write a quote about comparison being the thief of joy that is not that the thief of joy, yeah. Yeah, so then we can just like um What's the word? Trademark it. <laughs> I feel like we use it so much. Let me try and think. Comparison is the shit on the shoe. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what? No. Dogs keep pooing on the path outside. I see it. Yeah, they're wet. And Aurora, my little niece, stood on one on Saturday. Stood on one? Yeah. It was two. <laughs> and she was like so desperately trying to avoid the shit. But she stood in the other one. Oh, it's nothing worse. You know what Vin's ick is? What? Standing in poo. Well, not. I think that's everyone. <laughs> but it's just, not like a Vin thing. I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you know, not like I want to step on that poo. It's so crazy. Like, Vin just hates standing in dog poo. Like, <laughs> no, 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 it's just so no, wild. No, it's not him standing. His ick. It's other people standing, standing in poo. Well, again, I don't particularly it's not, enjoy yeah. seeing other people do. But, like, you wouldn't be, like, turned off by it. Oh, not, not that someone would be turned on. Wait, wait, wait. wait but you know what I mean? <gasps> no, I know what you mean. You know, and I thought, it's not like... On the first date, if you just stood in a pile of poo, yeah, he, he'd be here to do No, there's literally yeah. it. And I thought, well, I don't like standing in poo. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, yes, I've stood in poo. I'm equally disappointed. Don't compare your clean <laughs> shoe to my shitty shoe. Yeah. I'm sorry I smell now for the rest of the date. <laughs> But I didn't want this. Yeah, I didn't mean for it to happen. But no, anyway, I'm not yeah. having that as our as our version of. No, we'll think of a new one. Listeners, if you have one, please let us know. And we'll us steal know. it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it for our own. Um, yeah, avoid comparing um, to other PhD students who might be working more or less than you are. Yeah. Remember that we do have students that might not want to celebrate Christmas. Exactly. Um, they might have different beliefs. They might not be working on Christmas because. Oh my god. Uh, basically don't compare yourself <laughs> basically everyone's situation is so different and yeah. whether it's just that your family situation is different maybe like em was saying like your religious beliefs are different maybe you just want a different time zone you know you go on instagram you see someone working well maybe it's two o'clock in the afternoon there yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah so do not compare yourself also different stages of the phd like i'll i'll only be working because i'm coming up to the end or like you know but i'm Take me back a year ago or two years ago. No way. Yeah. No way. If you're a first year PhD student, don't be comparing yourself to Emily, who's yeah. a third P- third year. Like- yeah. And actually, wait, second year I was working because I had a deadline on the first, but that was only because I had a deadline on the first and I didn't have these tools right now <laughs> yeah. to set myself up. So I was like, before like Christmas, um, New Year's Eve, I was like, Rah! practically working and do you know what this is why we wanted to bring this episode to you guys today because there is still plenty of time you've got what a week and a half two weeks before the christmas break use this week to prep like yeah definitely and don't just expect this stuff to come together on its own you need to be proactive and you need to it's so weird isn't it but you need to plan to rest you you literally do you can't just expect to be able to do it well because it just lurks on us all yeah, the time you it's can like, do it but not happily i don't no. think because it's just there nagging at you like pecking at your head yeah and you don't it's like all a bit of a mess yeah you know when your house is cluttered or you're like oh you don't look around my lounge and say that <laughs> got some shoes on the floor got some, actually your house is very tidy at the moment thank you, at the thank moment. you very much it always is <laughs> um you know get your house in order get your metaphorical house in yeah order. exactly you feel a lot better for it i think like one of the hardest things as well is like everything we've talked about about taking these breaks we also have to contend with the bloody dreaded imposter syndrome because yeah. sometimes you take a break away from work and, you know, those feelings of imposter syndrome can actually settle in a little bit more because you're out of your funk, you're out of the routine. and it, you know, You're an doubt. outsider at that point. Yeah, Even more so, like an imposter it. syndrome is that just feeling of 
being a bit of a fraud and like those ideas might start kicking in. So we have done an episode on imposter syndrome before, way back when. I think way it was like back when. We should recap, I think. Because at that point, I was not feeling imposter syndrome at all. I was like, nah, I feel pretty solid. Now I'm like, I don't know what We definitely should circle back. But for now, listeners, go back and listen to that. But I think, Emily, you've got a little fun... Yeah. Little quiz for us. I'd, well, yeah. <laughs> Found something on the internet. <laughs> I've got some... I love these random random things Emily keeps throwing into the episodes I have no idea about. While being um, 20% less on my phone, I found some, <laughs> I found some uh, classic um, phenomenons. I can't say that word. Oh, um, how do you say that word? Phenomenon. Yeah. It is a hard word. Phenomenon. I don't like that word. Phenomenon. So this is um, imposter syndrome. And it can look very different on different people. But here's some examples of how it might manifest for you as a PhD student. And I thought we could... Because recently I've been feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome, okay? Yeah, always. Um, and I think it's because I'm coming to the end. And I think I'm not fucking qualified to do anything. And like, how am I going to get this done? Um, which is weird. You should... You should feel the opposite, shouldn't you? You should feel like, I've done all this. This is amazing. No. But it, you actually... Yeah, The more anyway. you know, the less you think you right. know, I think. So, the bookworm. You are constantly worried that you might not know enough um, and that you should know more. So, you carry on reading um, more and more literature and this might actually stop you doing the actual research because there's always just one book away yes. or one thing away. I know a couple of bookworms. Yeah, actually. yeah. The Lone Wolf. You think that asking for help would likely raise the alarm that you don't know what you're doing. So you muddle through. This might mean it takes so much longer for you to do a task um, just because you you didn't want to ask for help, mm. but you could have just asked for help. This mm. is this is definitely be me. Did you say that to you? Um, yeah. I don't think that is me, you know. I'm quite good at asking for you're help. You're so good at asking for help. I've learned from you actually being like, oh, you ask... If you don't know, you actually you ran bin. If you don't know, you go, what's that? What's that? You like you ask questions. Yeah, there's nothing stupid in asking questions. And I never, I've never thought that. No, and I never think, oh God, Molly's asking these questions. She must know nothing. Yeah, she is sick. <laughs> but it is true, you can't know everything. And yeah, the perfectionist. Mm. Maybe this might be you. <laughs> no one can figure you out. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know what's going on with me. No one can figure you out um that you don't belong if everything is perfect. So that's your aim. The means um, you get caught up... What? This means that you get caught up with perfection and it slows you down. You know that whole saying about um, yeah, progress over perfection or yeah. don't, let, that don't get perfection, get in the way of good enough. That's a good saying. Yeah, that probably is me. It's something I'm working on because I know how inhibiting it is. But you still get work done. It's annoying. You're, you're, you're perfectionist, but you're also... Yeah, but it doesn't mean I actually achieve perfection, <laughs> yeah. does it? It's that's not, true. Yeah, it's not like actually perfect. perfect. <laughs> this was definitely both of us. Um, the superhero. If you come to the assistance at every opportunity and are involved in all of the projects, <laughs> you hope that one day you'll be recognised as helpful <laughs> and no one will notice that you don't belong. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, sure. this is a one-stop shop to the root of burnout. Burnout, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's me, for That's sure. That's me, definitely. Bullshit. And the annoying thing is, is, yeah, you get seen as helpful, so then you get more fucking shit going on. Like, people are yeah. like, oh, you're really helpful. Here's some more stuff. And you're like, yes, give it to me. Give it to me. I've yeah. got to prove myself. And when I think back, sometimes the role, that sort of superhero role that I find myself stepping into for other PhD students now, yeah. still in my faculty, 
I never had that person. Who was that person for me? I didn't have that. Really? What did you? I have actually, yeah. There was further ahead of you. I didn't really know. Yeah, anyone. I did actually. One um, PhD student, She she's now a postdoc and she still works in the department. Oh, well, that's nice. Actually, like, incredible. But It almost makes me want to be more helpful because I didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I am actually, I'm probably not that helpful in the PhD world. I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. You, you can't have someone else. <laughs> but like you say, because we can't take on everyone else's stuff, but it is nice to be collegiative, I think, as well, yeah. if that's a word. I'm going to put that on the Instagram stories because I want to know, listeners, if you are on Instagram, which one are you guys? Yeah. Which one are you? Are you the, what were they? <laughs> we've got the bookworm. We've got the superhero. How the hell do you remember? We've got the perfectionist. And we also had the, what was Lone the, wolf. The lone wolf. Wolf. There we go. That's it. I'm a. I'm probably a bit of both. Lone wolf and. Oh. Should we get some inspiration? Uh huh. <laughs> the quote uh, that I'm about to read is is uh, said by H. That's what it says. Oh my god, I love H. Do you actually know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. Unless it's H from Steps, maybe. <laughs> It's just literally hate. We'll stop. Oh, um, so what should that be? Some like really famous pronouned. Oh yeah, pronounced, profound, or a horrible person that we're like found this amazing quote <laughs> from, and it's like absolutely the worst person. In the no, world. I'm just gonna say it's hate from steps. Yeah, hate from steps said <laughs> the best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. Yes, love that. No better time. Then start right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Um, thanks for listening. See you next week. Yes, yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.